Welcome to Packers Without Borders, the greatest podcast on the planet. <laughs> Bienvenidos empacadores sin fronteras, dos papás dedicados al amor, la risa y los empacadores de Green Bay. Packers Without Borders, the greatest podcast on the planet. Two dads talking love, life, dedicated to the Green Bay Packers. Go Pack Go! Verde y amarillo hasta la muerte. Welcome to Packers Without Borders, the Lake Edition special. I am your co-host up here in uh, beautiful Lake of the Woods, Ontario, Matt Larson. I am joined, as always, by my good buddy in El Paso, Texas. How you doing, Bruce? I'm doing good, buddy. Dealing with all the overreaction from yesterday's game. So we're going to bring people back down to earth. What do you say? Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, I generally don't watch the uh, first or even second uh, exhibition games. Um, you know what? I And I don't want to sound rude or harsh, but a lot of these guys are, we're not going to see again. And a lot of these plays we're not going to see. This is the basic vanilla vanilla. This is, you know, we're going to try and do these three plays, the whole game, that sort of stuff. So I don't really like to watch it because I end up liking a few players and then they end up getting cut and going somewhere else. Yeah, and, you know, I'm having to focus on this, obviously, because I have to kick the shit out of J.J. in the 53-man roster. So I I'm, I am looking at specifically just the turning, and it was the five things that I wanted to look at, which was besides Jordan Love, right? Like Jordan Love, we wanted to see how he was going to do. Um, but special teams, the offensive line, the wide receiver rotation, our, our defensive line and defensive edge depth, and then um, – Kind of lastly, I wanted to look at the back end, like the DBEs and the safeties and how that rotation was going to look because the Packers sat 33 players, dude, including yeah. most of the starter. And that was mainly on defense. Like it was not it was not the first team defense in any way whatsoever against the 49ers and Trey Lance. Right. So let's just start there because both sides had a pretty good um, you know, they had pretty good explosive plays on on both ends but what i loved matt let, let's start off with special teams so the first thing is it was a mixed bag opening kickoff holding penalty right off the bat and i was like yep there we go right yeah <laughs> even though it was a decent return from amari rogers you know he did pretty good and rico gafford got in there and had a couple as well so it's kind of rotating between rico gafford and Amari Rodgers, and Amari Rodgers had a 50-yard return later on in the game. So it, it was not terrible on that side, showing that there's a little bit of promise and looking towards what you're talking about. I think they used Dobbs a lot because there were no wide receivers, as specifically a wide receiver, not very much on special teams. Uh, yeah. But Amari looked good, man. He looked he looked thin, thin. He looked faster. He looked explosive. So... I guess my question to you is what do you anticipate is going to happen? What type of growth do you, do you expect or hope to see in this off season as we move through it on special teams? Like what is it that you as a coach, 
looking in on this side of it, what would you want to see out of the players as they go through these next three weeks? Improvement. <laughs> no shit, Sherlock. <laughs> right. Um, and you know what? Um, the special teams should have really been the focus. Uh, I know you said none of the starters started and I thought, you know, maybe Douglas, maybe a couple of guys like on special teams, they, they should really be trying to hone those in and focus those in. And uh, I, I, the holding penalties and that, that's, that's going to happen. Let's get it all out of the way. The holdings always happen. It, the issues that we're having is, is we're getting these block kicks. We're getting these return kicks. We're getting, uh, you know, monster returns. We're always going to get penalties on special teams because it's a fast play and referees are half blind, right? So there's always going to be those penalties, but, I'd like to see the uh, kicking offensive line for field goals and, and even for punts. I'd like to see that offensive line actually block people and not let people get in the back. And uh, I'd like, I'd like to see the punter, all of these punters and nobody can kick in the cold. Do you ever notice that we get these punters that just, they bomb the ball all season long. And then we get into Lambo in late December, early January, and that football becomes a rock and they can't kick it more than 20 yards. And that's, that's exactly what happened. I mean, O'Donnell did not have a very good punting day. Um, he was okay. You know, like 43 yards for, you know, was his first punt, but 3.58 hang time, like not even four second hang time, you know, like, so it was okay, but they did good. They did do a good job in coverage. There was a few times where they kind of, the first guy missed, but yeah. they rallied to the ball, which is something that was pretty nice to see a bunch of yellow helmets rallying to the ball on defense and on special teams. The problem is that uh, Gabe Burkick had one field goal attempt of 32 yards, and he missed it. He completely hooked it like it wasn't even close. Just hooked the shit out of it, dude. So we need Mason Crosby back. Yep, I mean, that's an issue. That's really it, right? I mean, we have these mental errors. We have guys who... Uh, it was nice to hear Amari Rogers took one out. It, it, we have these guys who just fair catch it, fair catch it, because they don't want to make a mistake. And it's like there was a huge return there. You could have taken off. You could have taken on, you know. So, Co- Coach Rich, I've got faith in him. I bet you we get. Uh, I bet you we get like a special teams that's ranked like twenty third. You know, which it's is okay ma- as long as it's a major not the worst. improvement. Yeah, a major improvement, right? 23rd would be a major improvement. 15 would be miraculous. Yeah, if it, it's really if, cool. If it's coach. top 10, if it's top 10 at all with uh, Coach Rich, he'll be coach of the year. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't see that happening. I mean, being realistic, and, and you know I am the eternal optimist. I do not see us being a top 20 special teams. I don't. Um, it was nice to see on, on the return, dude, it was pretty funny. So Mari Rogers gets all fired up, gets all pumped up and he tries to kind of bump. He was on the Packers sideline, right? And he tries to bump Gary, just like, kind of like, yeah, Gary just barely sticks his hands out and sends him flying, dude, like fucking 20 <laughs> feet. So Gary's just a manimal, but you see, uh, Basaccia go in there and really kind of celebrate with the Mari. Like you saw the passion in him, like getting really excited for him. So as much as he's on their asses, you can tell like he is going to be a good coach for them. And they just have to, I think the game, the, the live game time, I think will help them quite a bit, but yeah, man, there's definite 
the, there was improvement in the sense that we actually got a return. I, they did not return one for a touchdown. There were no really long returns. They had a pretty decent return on one, but for the most part, they held their own, man. So it was just, I, I, I don't expect too much more out of this group. Yeah. 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 We're going for average. We're going exactly. for average, right? Just like, just like the Vikings fans. We're hoping for average. well and and the next thing that i was looking at was the offensive line right and one of the things that was pretty telling is at least from an offensive line standpoint matt they played the starting line basically the entire game like there was some shuffling towards the end but especially the first half it was josh myers right i mean it it, it just it, it which we knew was going to start at center. You have Runyon and Yash, which we had kind of said, okay, the left side's set, right? And then we had Jake Hansen at right guard and Newman um, at at right tackle. So that was pretty much this, the starting five, and they stuck them together and made them play together for a very long time. Dude. At one point, uh, Zach Tom did come in to right tackle, and then they started shifting in Caleb Jones and Sean Ryan a little bit. But for the most part, it was the that's starting a snap five. Count. That's a that's a that's a a, a snap count uh, thing when they start shifting guys out. They they go, okay, this guy's going to get fifty snaps. This guy's going to get twenty snaps. This guy's going to get five snaps. Right? We're not going to let this guy do more than eight snaps in a row. Or you know, they 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 have these limits as coaches. Because we got to get them up to game speed, right? It's like putting a brand new engine in a sports car. You can't go out there and put your foot to the floor right away. You got to drive it reasonably and, you know, uh, under a certain limit and and give it time to kind of wear itself in. I mean, Myers had 36 first half snaps. You know, overall, the offensive line played very well, which I was, again, nervous for because that's who's going to keep our franchise quarterback upright, dude. So, you know, seven of the offensive players, their top grades, seven seven were offensive linemen, man, including Myers. Um, So you're looking at Josh Myers had a 92.2 overall grade. That's elite, dude. He had an elite grade on 36 snaps, did not allow a pressure. They actually only, as a team, with all the shifting and everything, only allowed four total pressures the entire game, man. So just keep that in mind, including Tom, who has now probably he's solidified himself, obviously, as a two. And, and you said this early, right? Let's like the shifting of how they were moving stuff around, especially with uh, Newsom and uh, and Hansen and just that right side. You had said that. We, we talked about this a little bit in this this morning when we talked, and you said the first day of camp, what is it that they did? They, they yeah, they they put uh, Newman out at uh, right tackle. He was doing reps with the first squad out at right tackle. And as soon as they did that, it was like, are they thinking he'd be a much better right tackle? And then to find out that not only did he do, do the reps at right tackle with the ones, but he also did the reps at right tackle at the twos, which tells me, well, they're, they're making him a right tackle. You cut off there for a second. Did I cut off? You did. So you're saying that, you know, the reps at right tackle um, and then right guard for for him. Well, they kept 
he, he's usually a right guard, right? And so they they put him with the number ones uh, right away, and he did all the reps at num- with the number ones, and then he did all the reps at, with the number twos at right tackle, which tells me that they're making him a right tackle. I don't think it's me. I think it's you. <laughs> I've, got, I've got full bars here. I'm getting in a perfect spot. Even, it's okay. I got you, buddy. Uh, that is that is fantastic. I hope it went through. Um, either way, so the top five offensive players, again, uh, seven of the 11 highest graded players on offense were uh, Josh Myers, 92.2, then Zach Tom at 80.2, Caleb Jones at 76.5. That dude is now down to 338, looked a lot faster, a lot more explosive. So imagine a guy that now has that height and that wingspan and has dropped basically 50 pounds over training camp. So he's serious and he scored very well. Um, and then Danny Davis, dude, the wide receiver, rookie wide receiver, um, 73.3. And then Sean Ryan, um, offensive line, 72.2. So you're talking about four of the top five players came from the offensive line, dude. So it makes me feel good. So a good takeaway, regardless, like scores don't matter. Again, people having a shit fit about, and we'll talk about Jordan Love in a second, you know, because I know everybody's going to talk about that because you need to have stats to be able to defend yourself against every single little stupid fucking Bears fan that's going out there, oh, look, <laughs> one touchdown, three interceptions. Actually, by the end of the game, it was two and three, and it wasn't his fault. But either way, we'll give you guys a little firepower with Jordan Love because it was not as bad as this, as, as the score seems or the, Jordan, the, the box seems. Jordan's out there throwing to guys that are going to get cut next week. Well, and, well, and so here's what happened, dude. So Davis, um, and not Danny Davis, Tyler Davis, um, had one hit him in the hands, popped straight up into the air, and what happens? It gets intercepted. The second interception, and I guess we'll talk about this now, was Romeo Dobbs, contested catch on the sideline, comes down with it, but as he's coming down, the 49er who's on his back on the, on the floor, you know, on the ground was inbounds and ripped it out from him. So they said that he did not keep, it, it was almost fail Mary ish, um, yeah, yeah. but a little bit more clear where the defender did take, rip the ball away before he actually kind of went out of bounds. So Dobbs made a very nice contested catch over this dude, but as they came down, the guy ripped it out and stayed in bounds. So those were the two interceptions, man. And then the third interception was just, um, a terrible decision, to be honest with you. <laughs> like he was, like nobody was open. It was his third read, and by the third read, he just tried to force the ball in down the middle in the seam, and it was done. So that one was on him. Couple, you know, it's been very typical of what he's been doing, Matt. What we've been hearing out of camp: these super highs and these super lows, and just no consistency with him. That's where he is right now as a player, and it didn't change. His footwork was inconsistent. Um, there's a handful of times that the throws were behind guys or just not on target because he's just not setting his feet and, you know, pushing off the way they're saying, like, commit and push. He was not doing that. He had a little bit of a – but it's his first game, right, of the season, preseason, so we just kind of kind of let it go. Yeah. Yeah, you can't, you can't pay any never mind to any of this. Jordan Love is throwing to guys that are going to get cut next week. It's not Aaron Rodgers throwing to these guys. Like, there's so many different – it, this isn't the offense. This is we're trying players out, and Jordan Love is going to throw picks, and this is when you throw them is in the preseason. 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's, that's, that's what this is. It's, it's a tryout for all the guys at the bottom of the roster, especially when, but look, no sacks, four hurries, right? I mean, the entire game, which means that our actual starting squad, and even though the 49ers did the same thing, I mean, they, they didn't have any, obviously Bosa didn't play. They didn't have any of their major guns out there, but especially in the middle, dude, I mean, Ryan and uh, Myers were just plugging up the middle beautifully, dude. Like there was stunts, everything that they were trying to throw at these guys at the beginning. And they did a very good job of not letting anything through. So pretty happy with the offensive line. Jordan Love continues to be a TBD, right? Until he actually gets real run with with other players and maybe Cobb and, and Watkins and these guys in the third game a little bit. Hopefully just a rep or, you know, a series or so just to see how he can play with those guys. But, yeah, I mean, he, he is what he is, man. I think I've come to the conclusion that Jordan Love is going to keep growing, but he's obviously not going to be Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> and Aaron, Aaron, Aaron never looks good in the preseason. His first few years, everybody was convinced he was terrible. Uh, no, Jordan Love is – he's good. He's good. For sure. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's, throwing to, he's throwing to number fours, number fives, number sixes, number sevens, number eights, number nines, right? He's throwing all the, he's throwing all the card salesmen. There's nothing to – no, no. And, no. and here's the name, sir. Are you ready for the car salesman? Because here they are, dude. The bottom five on offense are tied in Tyler Davis, who was the darling in practice. That dude caused uh, an interception, did not – he missed two run blocks and then had a drop resulting in an interception, dude, in the time that he played. So with that the depth like that's – Huh? That sounds like a rookie. Yeah, but we don't need that's that right now, do we? We need a losing act. Do, right? Mm-hmm. You can't you can't hold the first game. The one game is listen. The lights are on. People are yelling and screaming, and their mom is in the stands, and everybody's watching at home. You can't you can't. It's a preseason. Okay, let's get to the second game when they've been told once, hey, you can't do that, and the pressure is on. If they do it two, three games in a row, then we have an issue. Yep. I mean, it, it's going to get shaky though. And then Patrick Taylor had two drops dude so i think that now officially tyler goodson is the number three like he's solidified himself as the three especially with kylan hill but i don't anticipate them keeping patrick taylor on the 53 to be honest with you man and you see him and he did not he looked disjointed dropped passes like just little screen passes you know right in his hands no, no issue with with placement that he dropped. Then Dexter Williams, who came in, he did okay. I mean, he had his games, but just again, a lot of the blocking, a lot of the additional assignments that they're kind of testing on these guys, which is something I found pretty interesting. Matt, like there was a lot of of plays designed to have wide receivers go out and block, uh, tight ends go out and block, these running backs to follow and go out and block. You know, just what predicates a lot of what what Matt LaFleur's offense does. And a lot of guys did not stand up to the challenge, including Romeo Dobbs, man. Like he, he missed a few blocks down the field. So you can see he's a stud, right? But there's a lot of growing pains in there. One of the things is just learning how to block. Luckily he has what, probably the best blocking wide receiver in the league. And then Alan Lazard to help him with that, because you can tell they're going to be leaning on the run, bro. And they're going to be using these wide receivers to block down the field. Well, this is this is why you play the preseason games because in practice this stuff doesn't come out. 
when you get into the games, this stuff comes out. So then you go, all right, listen, we got to fine tune our wide receiver blocking. We really got to work on wide receiver blocking over the next couple of weeks with these guys, right? Yep. And and, and and then, you know, same goes on defense, same goes on special teams. They go, oh, this is where the, you know, this is like when you're the little dam boy and you're standing in front of the dam and all of a sudden the water comes and then you find your leaks. This is when you plug your leaks. You got three weeks to plug your leaks. Exactly right, man. And then, you know, on the defensive side, there was nobody out there, dude. Honestly, like there was, unfortunately, there was blown coverage and on two catches, there was 105 yards and basically two touchdowns on broken coverages. But it was not Jair. It was not Douglas. It was not Stokes. It wasn't even, you know, it was like Shamar Jean Charles, Kayshawn Nixon playing out there. Um, and they played pretty decent. But again, you know, it's, Isaiah McDuffie's starting to show up again, buddy. You know, every, it seems like last year, that hard-hitting linebacker, he did a pretty good job, had two stops, didn't miss any tackles. Slayton produced two pressures, you know, Nixon and Shamar Gene Charles had pretty good coverage grades, man. But you remember I told you there's like, who the hell is this Kay Jones kid? Um, You know, I started looking at it, apparently... He's been playing pretty good in camp, so he's he's a little sleeper that you want to start taking a look at. I know it's a really crowded room in that line wrap backer room, and it's going to be hard for him to crack it, but definitely practice squad material. But Isaiah McDuffie did a really good job. It's just the back end, our depth, is not where it's supposed to be. And unfortunately, you know, that's what a lot of the media has been saying, and it kind of showed up today. So let's see if that, I'm going to be looking for improvement on that back end with these guys, dude. Nice analysis Bruce <laughs> oh Matthew how's the lake buddy uh, uh, it is everything I could possibly dream of it is perfection right now it is uh, about 95 degrees there's just a tiny tiny little breeze coming off the lake so it's a nice cool breeze coming off the lake and uh, sunny as heck. Yesterday, it was like glass. It was incredible. And uh, there, was, there was absolutely no bugs. We stayed up until uh, 1 in the morning watching uh, a meteor shower. And uh, it's supposed to happen again tonight out here. We were seeing shooting stars. I mean, these things, it wasn't like your regular shooting star. These things were hitting the atmosphere. So they were creating like a, a like a, what is it, uh, like a, afterglow or you know like a path in the sky like this vapor trail in the sky man it looked like something out of Star Wars. yeah i mean when you have clear skies and you have nothing around you right i mean no city lights nothing there that's when you can really see that type of stuff so dude i'm so glad that you're enjoying this type of stuff but um Here's okay, so I just wanted to say that, but here, here, let's just go back a little bit to the game here because I, you know, what's going to be, more? Uh, I do, I do have more, Matt, because the run all defense right, right. was a big issue, dude. Okay. So even so, oh nice. Hold on, as my daughter's fucking alarm goes off on her phone. This is podcast gold right here. This pod. This is why you tune in. 
This is a pod. <laughs> this pod's gonna be a mess, dude. I, I'm cut. You're the one at the lake, and I'm the one cutting in and out with my fucking internet. My what? My my daughter's phone's alarm is going off because you know it's 11:35, so she better wake up. It's like Jesus Christ. But um, our run defense, buddy. Um, it was a big issue. Just not being in the right place at the right time, missing some tackles in the back, you know, on the back end where they could have had tackles for loss. You just didn't see them wrap guys up. You saw obviously Trey Lance dance around a little bit and get away from, from sacks. And so it just was, and again, no starters, right? But we're going to rely on these guys on a rotational basis. A lot of these guys, um, so guys like Ray Wilborn, Chris Slayton, Jonathan Ford, Rico Gafford, Nikhil Byers had terrible games, and all, most of it was was predicated on the run defense. Now Slayton himself, uh, not Chris Slayton, but our boy Slayton, right? And Jack Heflin did well, um, but everybody behind him was just no good. So it, it, it's starting to shape up as really solid starters, pretty decent twos, anything beyond that. It's just, and I guess that's with every, every team, right? But there's just, there's not much there, but giving up coverage, Rico Gafford, who had been playing so well um, in practice and in training camp came into this game and just had a terrible coverage grade, things like that. So obviously we're just going to want to see improvement from one to the other. And I think that's it, man. I don't want to get too much into anything else because it's a preseason game, but I just kind of want to let people know. But with Jordan Love, just continue to breathe, continue to relax. Um, He's playing with twos and threes and fours and fives out there at this point. The offensive line held up well for him, but he did. He had just very inconsistent highs and lows and we just want him to be a little bit more consistent that's what i'm hoping for to see from him next week is just a little more consistency Absolutely. and like you said right it, it, these are the these are the backups these are these are half of these guys we're never going to see again uh, we had problems with the run i'd like to see problems with the run defense with uh reed wyatt and kenny clark out there absolutely yeah and they would have dominated. Like, quite honestly, like, you look at the quality of our starters versus this and what we're trying to figure out. You know, Coach is going to have some tough decisions, man, and, and the front office is going to have some tough decisions with, with these twos and threes. But I'll be curious to see snap counts starting next week to see who start who won more playing time with the ones, right? Like, let's see who's going to be the person that's going to start really – taking some reps from the first team guys or second teams where they start kind of creeping in there to get more of an opportunity because this is now the preseason. The difference between training camp and these preseason games is really now you're you're game planning, right? So you're going to use the guys and you're going to have the guys on first team or second team that you're going to be using in the game to implement your your game plan. So I'll be really interested to see who they're going to be rotating in or not i think the offensive line is pretty set matt after this game um because they didn't do anything different than than what we've seen really in training camp like you said from day one which is something that we kind of glossed over and now that you see it in person it's like oh shit that was actually important right like the fact that they've been putting the guys where they're putting them from day one trying to get chemistry so that that's really like the takeaways the offensive line i think we're pretty settled on um at least with the starting five, it's just where are they going to land on there. 
but you'll never know if maybe one of these younger guys like Zach Tom can push uh, a Newsom or a Hanson out, right? And yeah. that's that's a nice little competition. So we'll see what happens. Beyond that, everything's kind of the same status quo. Let's see what happens ne- next week. But let's take a little break here. I know it's a lot of analysis, buddy, but I wanted to get through the game for people. I know that's why they're tuning in to listen to this. But let's take a break, and then we'll talk about your lake stuff and see what we can do after the break. <laughs> Shot across the bow. <laughs> <laughs> Brussels in Belgium. Central Illinois. LA, California. Nova Scotia. Las Vegas, Nevada. Northern Wisconsin. Sweden. Sheffield. We're in Michigan. Louisville, Kentucky. Seattle. Chita, Kansas. From the UK. Chicago, Illinois. Granger, Indiana. From Melbourne, Australia. Omaha, Nebraska. Cincinnati. From Ohio. From Nebraska. San Diego. From Willow Springs, Illinois. California. From Nebraska. From Northern Michigan. Austin, Texas. California. LA, California. Turkey. Kansas City. Indianapolis, Indiana. Southern Cali. You are listening to Packers Without Borders, the finest podcast in all the land. People move into this groove up through the night. Take a flight to Paris. Do a show, watch the glow in the spotlight. Thank you for listening to Packers Without Borders. You can catch us on Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, and anywhere else you get your favorite podcasts. And don't forget to follow us on patreon.com front slash Packers Without Borders for some exclusive content behind the scenes. Check out our merchandise on Public Packers Without Borders. Peace. Go Pack Go. Destiny is a rising sun. This is you and I. It's Jamie Cheesebutt. TJ Williams. Doran Stortigan. Shelly. It's Reed. Randy McGray. Peter Nebels. It's Mick. Alex Brown. Matt Stevenson. What's up? Matt Ramage. Andrew Falk. Matt Kuhneman. It's Eric. Bruce Banker. Matt. Matt Fraley. Chris. Chris McLeod. The Macho Man Randy Savage. Luke Sog. Kristen. Kimmy. Coach Hawn. Colton Moore. Dave Robbins. Kermit D. Frog. Kelly Bruner. Eric. Luke Saul, Jeremy, Amy Cheesebutt, Bales of Hay. Guys, tune in. Great show. It's not just about football. I'll find a little queen in I know I can treat her right. What's your name, little girl? What's your name? <laughs> like, that's why they're tuning in. <laughs> <laughs> I had to give you a little bit of fucking. You know, I had to fuck with you, buddy. I get it, man. I'm on. Uh, I'm on Hawaiian punch uh, shatter right now, so I'm having a little difficulty focusing. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I I keep looking around like, what am I doing? Oh yeah, I'm on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> So first day out there, you talked about the meteor showers, right? But talk to me a little bit about the setup, what's going on out there. Like, what did you do? How? Just give me a little bit of a rundown of last night and what you guys did, man, because I have to live vicariously through you. So we, we drove out. It's a three-hour drive from my house to the uh, – towing this trailer. This trailer is like trying to tow a parachute. Right. Like it's, 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 it's just terrible on gas. It's just the truck is constantly, you know, it's revving at like 2,500. And I would prefer if it revved at 1,800, like when I'm not towing the trailer. But I guess when you put a great big trailer, like this thing is three queen size beds, fridge, freezer, 
sink, uh, stand-up shower, toilet, air conditioning, lights, stereo system. (laughs) So glamping. Yeah. We don't have like any of that stuff up other than the the fridge runs on propane. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we tried to run it last time we were out here and we found out the hard way that uh, we needed a fully charged battery, a proper battery so it can run the safety system. And then you can use the fridge. This time I went out and got a, a really great battery and I bought a solar panel kit so that we could charge it. And right now I have uh, popsicles in the freezer and ice cold beer in the fridge. Like it is, this is, this is how you're supposed to be out here. So you've got a single man's <laughs> fridge out there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, of course, there's, you know, the, the freezer is just packed full of meat, and then the uh, fridge is uh, packed full of, uh, you know, vegetables and uh, milk and stuff for the kids, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we howled at the moon until like 1, one thirty, and then uh, went to bed. And then at uh, 4 o'clock in the morning, the low battery alarm in the trailer went off, and I thought for sure that was a smoke detector or something like that, and just freaked. <laughs> I was like, "What the hell? Everybody get out!" Oh, low battery. Never mind. <laughs> Are you planning on doing some fishing today? Um, yeah. Well, we've already been in the water once. Woke up and got in the water already. I know uh, my kids and uh, my wife are in the water right now again. And uh, in about uh, twenty minutes, I'm going to join them again. And uh, I'm going to try and get some fishing in tonight. Yeah. And uh, a little bit, uh, a little bit tomorrow morning. It's the weekend out here, right? So in Lake of the Woods on the weekend, it, uh, it it's kind of busy. Like every 10 minutes or so, a boat goes by. So I don't like to be out there in my tiny little boat while these weekend warriors are tearing up the lake in their boat that they can't drive and it's way too big for them, right? There's, there's two of them and they're in, you know, a 25-footer with a 500 horse. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't need to be like that, right? Like you guys can get away with an 18 footer and a 30 horse. You'll have probably even enjoy the ride a little bit better, right? Oh, that's hilarious, dude. Yeah, there's always, it's almost like the dudes with the big trucks with the testicles hanging off of the back, dude. Boats are kind right? of the same way. Yeah, the boat warriors are kind of the same. And you know, you know what I do want to talk about is uh, our mistake with fantasy football. Oh, yeah, we got to do that, don't we? Because we can't add or multiply or subtract, apparently. No. And you know what's funny is, is we were, I, I said to you, didn't Colton make it? And you said, no, he was in last year, wasn't he? And I, and I said to you, oh, yeah, he was there last year. No, he wasn't. No, no. he wasn't. He did make it. It was in. Clayton, not Colton. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all those so, white okay, guys so have similar names. They're all, they're all in that same belt region of uh, the United States. <laughs> you know, and when I say belt, I mean, they all need to wear belts. No. Yeah. So he, uh, uh, Colton is in, so we have 10. So we only have two spots left. So we, we have a, uh, we have a trivia question. And, uh, when you, uh, answer the trivia question again, this is how it works. You, uh, email us Packers or you DM us, uh, Packers on our Twitter or Facebook Packers without borders or Instagram Packers without borders or at Bruce Edmonds or yeah. at Larson Matt too. 
that we don't care how you get it. It's time. Right? That, that's how we do it. We, we let the social media decide exactly what time you got your answer in. You get your answer to us right away. You're in. We have two spots left. We're going to do one today. We're going to do another one on Monday. We'll have our league set and we'll get to the draft. So, uh, you want you you want to do your trivia question first, or you no, no, you do this one and then I'll do the next one. We it was going to be you, me, you. So now it's going to be you and then me. So if you got one, what you got, buddy? If not, I've got my okay. question. Oh well, then do it because I don't have one. Okay. All right, here you go. Oh, so. Let me think, because I've got three of them that I'm liking, and I don't know how difficult I want to make it or not, but here's why. What can you do? I can build suspense, he says. I am, because (laughs) what was cool is the Green Bay Packers were founded on August 11th, 1919, which was yesterday. So pretty cool that we opened up our season preseason opener on the birthday of of the year that our franchise took birth and came into the world, came out of the womb and became something, a living thing, a living, breathing thing. So the Green Bay Packers are founded on August 11th, 1919, when shipping clerk Earl Curly Lambeau bought the uniforms and equipment needed for the team. The purchase was subsidized by the packing company Lambeau worked for. But how much money... Did they give him? So, how much money did Lambo Packing give Curly to buy the first set of uniforms ever used by the Green Bay Packers? Holy smoke! In nineteen nineteen, that would be like fifty cents. That was a lot of money back then. <laughs> exactly. So, go look that wow. up. Find out what it is. It's a little bit of a deeper dive, but let's see if you guys can get it. All take. I bet you I bet you there's a few guys that know it right off the top of their heads. Oh, for sure, man. So let's see what happens here. Let's see what they do. I want to see it. I want to see it. We have, um, 10, we have two spots left. This is for fabulous prize. <laughs> I didn't say prizes. I just said prize. Oh, yeah, right? no, I got it. I like, I like yeah. the shtick. What are we giving them this week? Okay, so, so far, okay. You're getting a half dozen Ritz crackers, a scoop of smooth peanut butter in a Ziploc bag, a Kojak wax from Kevin, the professional uh, junk waxer. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and, and now we have back rubs by Dave, a gift certificate <laughs> for an uncomfortable back rub from a guy named Dave. Who, who has hairy palms? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Don't worry, he's just breathing heavy. <laughs> <laughs> he's just a little overweight, so he's breathing heavy. That's all. Yeah, yeah he has unusually <laughs> damp hands. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. That would be the worst if I won that. Oh, that would the UN would shut us down. <laughs> we we might get yeah we might uh the FCC might show up at our doors knocking on the doors and with warrants to take our our wonderful prizes away, away our wonderful prizes Kevin and, Dave, Kevin and Dave no they were not convicted 
<laughs> okay, hold on. I have to tell you about not convicted because there was literally a person, a woman, mind you, that tweeted out because the Jaguars had a chant during the game when he came out. You sick fuck. You sick fuck. Like the entire stadium for the Jaguars, as Deshaun Watson came out, they were chanting, you sick fuck. It was fantastic. And, of course, people come to the defense. He's like, he was not convicted. There was a woman that said he was not convicted of anything. So irritating, man. But I I don't even want to get into it. I just wanted to kind of touch upon that. But there are still people literally, like, as long as the dude is on the field and playing football, they don't care about anything else. It's so crazy to me. I, I just I don't understand that mentality. But uh, you know uh, what makes it all go away. You know what makes it all go away. Putting him in jail. No, he's just got to win. That's it. He's just got to win. And if you don't believe me, if you think to yourself, "Oh my God," remember Mike Vick was drowning and electrocuting dogs. Okay. And we yeah. all think of Mike Vick is still a great quarterback because while well, he came back and he won again after he did his time. And, and you know what? That's what's unfortunate, man. You're it, it, that's exactly what it is. It's 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 a double just standard, win, a double edged sword, and it's just a little frustrating. But I just I wanted to I wanted to give a shout out to all Jags fans out there for fucking chanting as a stadium, you sick fuck. It's great. It's running all over Twitter and on Insta and everywhere. But congratulations to you guys for doing what I would have done. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> the Jaguars have actually done something, right? Yeah. Exactly. Uh, because they, they don't look very good. No. No. All right. I've got one more thing for you. Okay. And I just got to pull this up because I I did try to prepare a little bit here and because I know it's a little bit more difficult and I apologize for the audio quality. That's all on me. It's funny, Matt, at the lake, me over here, and it's just terrible that I can't. All right. (laughs) I don't know. Dude, we're going to get such bad reviews after this pod. It's going to be hilarious. It is what it is. Listen, I'm at the lake, okay? We're committed to doing this three days a week, right? We're committed to to talking trash. You get your analytics, right? Yep. We're, 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 we're committed to this. And sometimes, sometimes uh, we're in a shoebox. Yep. <laughs> All right. So I've got, I, let's just go with the little, I'm, I'm just going to kind of rapid fire. You're out there, you're meditating, you're zenning, right? It's about you. So I'm going to ask you some questions about you. Let's learn about Matthew out at the lake today. Are you ready? Do it. All right, buddy. And these are kind of rapid fire, but if you want to get into it, you can get into a little bit. But what is a commonly held belief about your role that you passionately disagree with? Like just you, what's something that people believe about you? That is not true, that you completely disagree is not true about you. Like, what's a misconception? You, you know what? Everybody, Everybody's like, oh, that Matt's a real a-hole. And it's like, listen, if you saw me be an a-hole, it's because you were being an a-hole. Right? Like, I, I, I don't like to – there's so many times when people walk up and they push the asshole button, and I just, like, shake my head. And, I, and I've even told them half, halfway through, like, let's not. Let's just stop. And I like, I don't even want to have to get upset. I just want to walk away. Right. And, and people go, Oh no, 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 you can't take it. Or, you know, no, no, 
No, that's the one misconception is that, listen, I, I, I'm better at being an a-hole than you are, right? It's like I tweeted out the other day, calling me a bully because I called you an idiot does not in any way take away the take away from the fact that you are an idiot. <laughs> right? Right? Like yeah, Mr. you're always, Mr. and that's true. I mean, you are more a mirror of what you receive. And I tell my daughters that all the time, man. Like, whatever you project out into the world, you're going to get back. And I think we set that example pretty good, buddy. Like, if you're nice to me, I'll be nice to you. If you're an asshole, I'm going to be an asshole. Like, I, not yeah. as much as you. And we talked about this, right? You're like, okay, Bruce, the reason that God put us together is because you're just too fucking nice. And I come in and I'm going to fucking do that, right? Yeah. I, so, so I need to be a little nicer. I need to be a little nicer and you need to be a little bit more uh, aggressive and assertive. And, and, and I'm trying to do the Phil Dumpy things. Are you watching modern family? I am. I just, I mean, I'm on like episode three, dude. Okay. Phil Dumpy. Every time he goes to swear, he doesn't swear. He says something ridiculous, right? Yeah. Like, like instead of, uh, you know, the MF, he'll say something like mother nature. Right. Like, like he just he just he is just PG the entire time. And I'm trying to do that. I'm trying to do more of that. So when I when I have issues and stuff like that, I'm trying to now think of funny things to say instead of saying, you know, screw this, F that BS, whatever. Right. Yeah, absolutely, man. No, that's where we are. All right. Next question. If you could have a billboard with anything on it. What would it be and why? A giant billboard. Okay. It would it would say it would say Okay, this is a good one. It would say be, be nicer to each other. Just that. Just boop. That's it. Just that. Just that. Be nicer to each other. If it's for a billboard for everyone, I, be nicer to each other. Yeah, it's empathy. That's what this world is lacking, man. Just yeah, put yourself in the shoes of others and just have a little empathy regardless. You never know what they're going through. You never know what's going on in their life. So that's a good one, dude. I, I, I respect that, dude. Be nicer to each other. And then the other one would probably say, go fuck your hat. <laughs> exactly alright this is a good question buddy are you ready next question if in 150 years sciences fail to save us and all that is left is a book about your life what would the title be and what would be the blurb tell us about Matt Larson okay you ready yeah I've got this I've got this the title would be Eat these and act normal. Okay. <laughs> the title would be Eat these and act normal. And then the blurb would say One Man's Struggle Between Space, Reality, and the Concept of Time. Good Lord Almighty. <laughs> you can tell you're high, buddy. That, that's deep. <laughs> that's the far it. side of the pool there. It's deep. Well, you did see a meteor shower last night, so that, that's probably one of the things going on, right? Absolutely. All right. Next question. I like, I like the billboard, man. I think the billboard is pretty critical that people need to understand. I think that's the way that we live our lives. But next question. Uh, 
What advice would you give someone wanting to pursue a career similar to yours? Don't. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> That's why I asked it. I were going to like, don't fucking do it. <laughs> don't. Don't. You know what? This is advice. This is advice that everybody everybody can use. Okay, Fortist, Fortuna, Autobot. For sure. Just go That's out there and get it, right, man? Like, go out there and get it. Like, my wife and I, you know, we're talking about this little business thing that we're doing. She's going to have to quit her job. I'm probably going to have to quit my job here pretty soon um, if this is something we're going to do. But you got to just jump in. The, you got to jump in deep end just like you did and let it grow, right? Like, I'm a business owner. Like, that's my mentality, dude. So it's it's not like, well what advice would you do going into not necessarily your, but anything, right? Like if you're going to do it, go do it, man, do something in life with intention or don't bother doing it at all. That's, that's kind of where I am always. Absolutely. And along Absolutely. those lines, along those lines, next question, who are the three people who have been most influential in your life? Okay. My grandfather, my grandmother which you have talked about and she is she's lady advice man i think you can write an entire novel on the advice that she's given you oh yeah and jim morrison so your grandmother your grandmother and jim morrison so two people not three no my grandmother my grandfather oh and jim morrison so did your grandparents really raise you more than anything is that no, so um, uh, I spent every warm day out of the year with my grandfather, Charlie, in uh, Sunero, where we are now. And uh, I learned work ethic and uh, how to be a man and how to address other men. And, you know, you called them Mr. Mr. Edmonds, right? And when you showed their hands and you looked them in the eye, he gave me he gave me valuable respect and life lessons and work ethic. And then my grandmother on my mom's side, my grandmother Anne, she she gave me perspective and empathy. Yeah, I mean your grandma and your grandpa do just in the conversations that we've had, you can tell they were you are who you are in very large part because of them. I mean, that's, and you know, it's the advice along the lot uh, along the way where they let you fuck up, but it's a controlled fuck up, right? Like they, they still yeah. let you do your thing, but they let you figure it out yourself and then go like, Oh, lesson learned. I fucking told you, right? Like that was their way of teaching you. They weren't sheltering you or protecting you as more up. Uh, learn the hard way, but at the same time, we're still going to make sure that nothing happens to you. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. We've got one more question for you, buddy. Last question. If you could step into my shoes right now as an interviewer for you, what would you have asked yourself that I did not ask you? I knew you were on the marshmallow cush or whatever, dude. So I had to go a little bit deep with these questions today. I figured out at the lake, late night last night, bourbon, booze, 
the works. I was gonna. This is this is my segment. This this is all I planned on. Like the, the I didn't even plan for the game other than like P, P, PFF grades and stuff. I was like, it's preseason. Just everybody chill the fuck out. But this is what I wanted to get to. So, again, if you could step into my shoes, interviewing you, what would you have asked yourself that I did not ask you? You know what? What here you go? What drives you? Well, we all know that you're a dad, bro. You know what and drives husband, me? What you know what drives me when people say I can't? Like that's just the crux of it, right? So it's not necessarily providing for your family or anything else. It's just when somebody says you no, can't a, do that's something. An effect, that's an effect of me doing that, right? Is mm-hmm. people 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 told us when when we first got together my wife and I, "Oh no, you can't buy that house." And I was like, "Watch this." And a few months later, we bought that house. And they were like, "Oh, well, you can't have kids in this house." And I'm like, "Oh no, I watch this, right? I'm going to get this house." And you know, and, and it, it, there was other things along the way too, right? Oh, uh, Matt, you can't run your own business. Oh, Matt, you can't do it like this. And well, you know, you don't know what you're talking about and all this other stuff and it was it, it, it it's every time somebody says I can't or no, that's when I'm like, yeah, watch this. Mm-hmm. Right? Doubt is what you know, oh man, you'll never make the starting team. Watch this. And here's a question for you. Did you ever fail at anything that you set your mind to? Oh yeah. <laughs> I fail. I fail four times a week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? I fail four times a week. I mean, the other day, the other day, I uh, I attempted. Okay, so this week I needed to get a whole bunch of projects done so I could make it to the lake where we were going, and that's it was simply that. So Monday we go out and we kill it. Tuesday we go out and we kill it. Wednesday we go out and we kill it. Thursday I'm like, all I have to do is these two little jobs, and I'm out of here. Right? I'm like, this is perfect, and I failed the entire day. I failed the entire day. I had to restart a job completely. I had to throw a whole bunch of material out and start all over again because I was making mistakes. And I wasn't trying to rush because I had the whole day to do these tiny little jobs, these little one-hour jobs. And then I I just completely failed miserably the whole day. But, you know, failure, if you fall on your face, at least you're falling for it. 100% true, man. Yeah, I mean, and I know we say this all the time, but that's the thing, dude, is it's not how many times you fall down, it's how many times you get up. And there's going to be a lot of motivation. You know, you have you surround yourself with people that motivate you as well. That's why we have such wonderful wives, you know, and kids um, that when we are down in the dumps have a tendency to, to, to be there for us, right? Just all of a sudden, just a little hug, a little whatever it is, just kind of goes, okay, I had a shitty day, but... Let's just do it again, right? Like, let's just do this again. And tomorrow's probably going to be worse, but it's not because at this point in my life, like, I wake up and it's not that I'm dying or anything like that or I'm older, but I'm so much more appreciative of waking up in the morning going, fuck, dude, we have health. My wife is good. My kids are good. I have a job. I love the podcast. I enjoy, you know, I enjoy what I do. And just waking up and just being appreciative of what we have is a lot of my motivation. Just saying, dude, like, I've got it better than probably 99% of people in the world at this point, right? Like, I'm just so happy where I am. That's, that, my, that's, that's words of advice from my grandmother. She said, if we put all of our problems into one big pile, you'd take yours back. 
right? Yeah. Somebody's always got it. Somebody's always got it worse than you do. Somebody's always got it worse than you do. So keep pushing. But you know, I I I I find that I am a lot more appreciative, right? And I find that uh, I mean myself, I, I I wake up probably about an hour and a half earlier than I should every day before work. And I'm in bed and I've got anxiety and I've got stress and I angst about the day and what I've got to do and what I've got to, right? And I firmly believe some anxiety is good, right? It's almost like that peer pressure. If your kid's wearing clothes that maybe make them look ridiculous, you kind of want one of his friends to say, hey, <laughs> you know what I mean? You're like, one of his friends said, oh, you shouldn't do that or you know, and suddenly they kind of straighten themselves back up. I think a little bit of anxiety is good because then that means you're worried and you're concerned and you, you want to get the day, you know, you want to have success with what you're angst about. But I think that you have to remember that a lot happens in 24 hours and that you walk by faith and not by sight, right? And, and the universe does not want you to fail, Right, the universe is not set up. This is one thing. This is, and I go back to my grandmother again, real quick. This is one thing. I was having a streak of really bad luck. I was, I was breaking up in a lot of marriages. I, 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 I ended up losing a couple of jobs, and I was just angry. It wasn't that I was, you know, terrible at my job. I was just angry at everything all the time. I blamed everything on the universe, and there's a dark cloud and something like that. And I was talking to my grandmother, and she said, "The universe." doesn't want you to fail, Matthew. She says, the universe has no idea who you are. She says, you're an insignificant fleck. And I just kind of looked at her and she said, the universe has got plenty of other things to be doing that to make sure that you don't succeed. She said, don't blame the universe. Right? And that's and what I it is. It's maybe, and maybe it's the entitlement, Matt, that we've got with a lot of these generations where the, the self-importance like, it's good to feel good about yourself and be concerned about yourself and put yourself first. But at the same time, like you said, your billboard, right? Like, it all comes full circle with everything you're saying right now. And that's what I loved about your answers, dude. Like, they're all, there's no bullshit in your answers, bro. It's all tying in. Like, you want a billboard that says, be nice to each other. Look at what you're talking about. I mean, you're being selfless. I mean, you need to think about yourself. But ultimately, what you need to do is you need to be selfless as well. And it's not just about you. This world is not just about you. It's about... You know, it's like the butterfly effect. Whatever you do yeah. now is either going to affect somebody else or it's going to affect you down the road. And if you do shit the wrong way, guess what? It's just that flap is going to get bigger and bigger. And by the time it comes back to you, it's going to be a tidal wave of hate. When you do something nice, and even though it's something small or whatever it is, eventually that tidal wave of niceness is going to get big and it's going to come back to you and it's going to be hard. And it's not going to be easy because the, the, the good road is not the easy road, right? I mean, the... Yeah. The, the, the easy road is the bad road. Like you can easily make bad decisions all the time. I don't know how to say it. Like that did, I don't know if that came out right or not. Okay. If it was worth, you know, if it was easy, everyone would be doing it. If it's worth anything, it's going to be difficult to do. Right. And anything worth of value is going to be difficult to do. And that's, that's that's just one thing, right? It's just you know have have faith in you. That's have it. Faith in the power of you and how you can bet on yourself and how you can come through. Right? I mean, this is starting to sound like a Tony Robbins episode, and I kind of want to 
stop with the uh, preaching but really right like i know some people they they listen to us goofing around and they say oh matt's always like this and bruce is always like that and you know what we are an awful lot like that but at the same time remember i have anxiety bruce is you know like we we've got daily issues we've got problems and we don't have all the answers but i can tell you that i'm going to try a direction and then if i fail i'm going to try a different direction and then if i fail again i'm going to keep going until i find the right direction yeah and you know what's important as much as because i do feel some sort of a responsibility because i criticize a lot of not that i well i'm going to say i criticize because i do um one of people who post all these wonderful pictures and everything wonderful in your life going on and everything is perfect and the family is perfect and everything is great. You can't fool yourself that way. Like it's okay to, I, I get it that you're doing that. But one of the things that I've been really trying to teach my kids is dude, like there's, it's okay to open up with the other side of things and try to figure it out. And this is kind of where I wanted this conversation to go a little bit other than them getting to know just another side of us. Cause I know we're goofballs and we have a lot of fun, but there's also this other side. So they see where we're coming from, you know, like there's not, it's not just all fun and games all the time. I mean, you and I talking on a daily basis, buddy, it is absolutely, you know, we, we talk, we, we're therapy for ourselves, you know, we're obviously very cautious because we have to be respectful of our families and a lot of stuff that's going on around us, but we deal with shit on a daily basis. And I, I just, that's why I wanted to kind of do this little drill with you. So people get to know Matt, cause I think sometimes just with the posts that I see and not that you're putting that persona out there, but I think people need to understand you're not an asshole. The reason that you go out and we attack or we do something like that, it's coming from a place of love. And coming from a place of trying to protect yeah. and help other people when we can. The reason that I ridicule you into an eating disorder is because I love you. <laughs> <laughs> you just say it differently than I do, but yeah. 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 Don't, just right on, brother. Yeah, man. Well, don't forget to go leave us a five-star review on Spotify, iTunes, anywhere you listen to your pod, your favorite podcast. I've got a few mailbag questions already in for Monday, but don't forget to send us a few other mailbag questions. We always love that segment this weekend. Any type of questions or if you need insight on that, because remember, I'm not doing this from social media. Matt is going to be out at the lake. So this is full-on just our internal thoughts on this without any outside bias that's what we're going to be doing for you because that's the way it should be you can listen to a lot of podcasts but we want to be unique and we don't want to be influenced by anything out there so make sure and go out there subscribe to us um we're coming up i've already set up the merch page i'm starting to load up all that stuff so our merchandise is going to be coming out here in the next couple of weeks you have no idea how badass that shit is going to be i'm telling you super excited for the new merch that we're releasing but mailbag monday and don't forget to throw us a dollar or five or ten or twenty on patreon.com slash packers without borders really appreciate the help with that as well just kick ass and that's all I got for you. Love it, love it. You did, you did both. You did both segments there for me. I just, I just got to stand there and smile. <laughs> right on. All right, Saturday. I'll see you on Monday. Peace. Go pack. Go. This has been Packers Without Borders. Try and be kind to one another. Try and love each other. And go pack. Go. 
Esto ha sido Empacadores Sin Fronteras. No se les olvide cuidarnos unos a los otros. Hasta luego. 